I just want to thank you for coming tonight. Each and every one of you, you're precious, special to this meeting. So let's start. Uh, let's start with Jude, okay? Jude, verses 3 and 4. Almost at the last... Um, okay, so Jude 3 and 4, I will read. You can read with me when you have your Bibles. Dearly, uh, maybe we should pray first. I'll pray. <laughs> I'll pray first. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. We honor you. We welcome you into this meeting. And we do acknowledge that you, Holy Spirit, is the great teacher of the church. And Father, thank you for your spirit who will guide us into all truth. And I thank you, Father. You said if we know the truth, the truth that we know will set us free. So thank you, Lord. We claim that tonight, that there will be freedom in our spirits, freedom in our minds, our emotions, and everything uh, that is connected to our lives will receive freedom because of your word. So thank you so much, Lord, for enlightenment and understanding, for revelation and wisdom tonight. We praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Jude, I will read. Okay. Dearly loved friends, while I was eagerly writing to you about the salvation we share, a necessity came upon me to write to you and to urge you to contend for the faith that was once and for all handed over to the people devoted to God. Now, I want you to notice at the very start, Jude started off with writing about our salvation. Okay? He started doing that until the Holy Spirit directed him another way. Did you see that? He said, I was eagerly writing to you about the salvation we share. A necessity came upon me. Okay? A necessity. So he was directed by the Holy Spirit into another direction. He was compelled, in fact, to warn the Christians. There was a warning. Okay? I want you to notice that. And also, he urged them to do something. And if you are uh, in a habit of underlining or just write it down, he wanted them to contend for the faith. Did you see that? Contend? Okay. So he's saying, I'm warning you. Okay, I'm warning you something. Now you have to fight. Did you see that? You have to fight for the faith. Now why? Look at verse 4. Why do they have to fight or to contend for the faith? <clears throat> for certain men uh, have crept in unnoticed, who long ago 
were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our loved and our Lord Jesus Christ. So apparently, I want you to imagine, apparently there were false teachers that have joined their group. Can you imagine? They crept in unnoticed, have crept in unnoticed. So false teachers have joined their group and now they were perverting or destroying the message of the gospel of grace. Okay? That's what they were doing. Now, it's obvious when the truth of God is attacked, okay, it's time to fight for our faith. Would you agree with me? Would you agree with the Bible? Amen? It's time to contend for our faith. Now, the little boy is nodding there. <laughs> now, <laughs> he's funny. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I want to point out at the very beginning, okay? Because we're going to talk about fighting for our faith. We're not fighting people, okay? Our enemy is not people. It's not the government, okay? It's not the world. Our enemy is but Satan. Satan and all his demonic forces, okay? That's our enemy. And he's now in the world, Satan and his demonic force. And he's using people and he's using situations against God, against the truth, against God's plan for us. Okay? That's what he's doing right now. Now, that's why we should remember, no? Uh, we should not only fight for our families. Okay? We should not only fight for our children. We should not fight only for our civil rights. But I want to propose tonight, which is biblical, most of all, at the end of these last days, we must learn to fight or to contend for our faith, for your faith. Okay? Now, I want you to also notice in verse 3. I will read it again, okay? Another point. The faith, sir, contend for the faith that was once and for all handed over to the people devoted to God. It says there, the faith that was once and for all given to Christians. In our in our Philippine version of the Bible, it says, it's nice to contend for the faith that was entrusted to you. It's nice in our version, okay? So, did you notice that? Once and for all, God gave something to the church, to every individual Christian. He gave us faith. Now, it was entrusted to us, okay? And it's what we need at this time, not only in the first century, but especially now. 
when the world is being shaken up, okay, when there is a prevailing spirit controlling the world and that spirit is fear, okay, we need now to operate opposite of that spirit. And the opposite of fear is, what do you think? What's the opposite of fear? Love and peace. Okay. I heard it, no? The opposite of, in the Bible, the opposite of faith is fear. Okay? It's like, uh, it's like this. If you have a coin <laughs> as big as this, <laughs> okay? If you have a coin <laughs> as big as this, there's always two sides of two sides in a coin, right? Now, faith and fear are two sides of the same supernatural force. One side is faith, and you, if you turn that around, it becomes fear. Remember Adam? Adam was created in faith. When he sinned, the first emotion that he, that he felt was fear. Because his faith, okay, his faith was turned into fear. So either you are in faith or you are in fear. No, there's no middle ground, okay? The opposite of faith is fear. That's why Satan is called the spirit of fear. Remember in Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Satan has no ounce of faith in him. We have an advantage. We have fear. I we have fear. We have faith. He has fear. And faith is the original force, which makes faith more powerful than fear. Don't ever forget that. Okay? Faith is more powerful than fear. Hallelujah. And that's what God gave to the church. All right? So we have no part in, part in the world. We should not participate in the world when they are in fear of something, okay? Even if they are, uh, even if they are in the streets, in the in the name of uh, whatever, in the name of human rights and whatever, but you will know they they are fighting for that because they're afraid of something. I want you to get that, no? I want you to get that behind every chaos, okay? Chaos, uh, trouble, problem, behind all of that is fear. Look at coronavirus. Coronavirus is the fear of death. That's why it has gripped the world, okay? Because it touched the major fear, which is the fear of death. And us, according to Hebrews 2, we were delivered. Amen? We were delivered from Satan who had the power of death. 
we were delivered from the fear of death. So if there is any group in the world who should not be afraid of coronavirus is Christians. Okay, uh, wait, someone is trying to join. Wait. Okay. Oh. Wait, I think somebody else. No more. No more. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, because I instruct, <laughs> uh, I made sure that everybody enters in without me admitting them. But somehow, somehow I need to admit people first. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, it's okay. Okay. I'm sorry for that. Okay. <clears throat> so where was I? Let's go to back to the word. God has given us faith. It is entrusted to us. It's what we need right now. Okay, we said that already. Now, God knows we will need faith because the enemy will send tribulations and trials and tests and all kinds of problems if, in our lives. And if you don't know how to fight for your faith, you will be defeated. Okay? So it's not just a matter of believing in something. It's standing on it and fighting for it. Okay? Okay. See, uh, I always have this example. You know, when you're growing as a Christian and then God's blessing you and then everything's moving forward and, and, and the devil sees you, he doesn't sit down and say, wow, congratulations. Congratulations, Joe, you're doing well. He doesn't do that, you know. <laughs> what he does, he fights. But I'm not telling you that to be afraid of him. Okay? Because we have faith and he has fear. The only reason why he wants us afraid, so he can win over us. Okay? But if we stand on faith, no matter what's happening, no matter what the trouble is, okay? And we contend for our faith, we still hang on to what we believe, we will win in the end. All right? We will be able to endure. So, so this is all about learning how to contend. Now, I want you to also notice in the days of Jude, like I said, they, there were false teachers and false teachings, okay, that were perverting the gospel. And if you have a mixed gospel, and if your gospel is watered down, and if you have no gospel message, therefore there is no freedom, right? There's no freedom. Because we get our freedom from the gospel message of what Jesus Christ did for us. Okay? He's the greatest freedom fighter of all. He fought for us. Okay? And that's the gospel message. Everything that he ever did for us. And 
if you water down that message, pervert it in any way, which the Apostle Paul calls the gospel of grace, okay, there will be no joy, no real joy, no real peace, no real freedom, okay? So if a Christian does not know the word of God in, in its entirety, he doesn't know it, does not know the full gospel, with many false teachers around and many false teachings, okay, the, that Christian will be easily swayed and be led astray by the enemy, even if that Christian loves the Lord, okay? My battery is low. Okay. So I'll just plug myself. Okay. Now, but not our group. Okay. We won't be easily swayed. All right. We'll stick with the faith of God. Now, if you're already reading the word, and like I said last week, you also meditate it. That's what's important. Not just reading the word, but you meditate on it. There's one more thing we need to do. We need to contend for our faith. Now, I want you just to imagine. No? Imagine a church service, a church gathering, <laughs> or whatever, a church fellowship, and false teachers and false teachings are there being discussed. Can you imagine? That's what's happening with them. False teachings were being discussed. That only means those false teachers with false teachings, they have a false version of faith. Okay? They have a false version of faith. Uh, is that you? Wait, somebody's joining. Okay. So, <clears throat> that means if there were false teachers and false teachings in the church, they have a false version of faith. Now, I want you to get this now. It's okay for the devil that you have faith. But it's not okay for him if you have the correct version of faith. Okay? And that's what we're going to discuss more. There is false faith. It's what we call mental assent. Have you heard of that? Mental assent? I will discuss that more, okay? It's human faith. It's intellectual faith, okay? Now, what do I mean by that? All people have beliefs, right? All people have beliefs? Now, everybody believes in something, correct? Now, but not all people, but not all believing is right. Is that correct? Everyone believes in something, but not all believing is right. Some are false. Okay? Some are false. And some are true. 
what is important now for us is we have the correct version of faith that the Bible is talking about. Okay, are you ready for that? Now, I want to show again the role of faith. I gave you this, okay? I gave you this. But I want to show again the prophecy by Kenneth E. Hagen of the role of faith in the last days, okay? Okay. Okay. See this prophecy? I will read a portion of it. Do you have all of this? Did you get your copies? Okay. Now, I want you to notice this. The prophecy said, Before I come, I heard, I heard him say, Because you see, the enemy shall not gainsay the work of the Lord. And like a trumpet sounding across the valley, I heard his voice. So strong and clear. And he said, I am not coming for a church, the body of Christ, that's weak, emaciated, sickly, and underground. I am coming for the spiritual giant that's alive and living and working the works of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So before the rapture, can you imagine? Before the rapture, God is going to have a ready-made bride that is pure okay and glorified that means that the the church the body of christ in the last not before the coming of christ will come to the point where they will manifest the glory of god and they will demonstrate the powers of the kingdom okay that's the destiny of the church on the earth before we get raptured that's your destiny. That's our destiny. That's my destiny. Look here, no? A glorified church working the works of God. Wow. No? Working the work of God. Now, it also says here, before that happens, it says here, two things shall shortly be made manifest unto the real people of God. One is further light in teaching and revelation in the area and realm of healing. I think that's what we need right now, correct? In the area of healing, physical healing, divine healing, that will be the key that will unlock the chain that has bound so many that, and they'll never be the same. And I think that revelation has already started. This prophecy was prophesied in in the 1970s and the revelations on healing has been coming okay has been coming and has been deepening we've been receiving teachings revelations on healing and we need that can you imagine the one that almost paralyzed the world is sickness sickness and it is the church who is commanded by God to heal the sick. Okay? And I don't know if I gave that prophecy. I think it's also here. The other prophecy I gave you, 
that before the rapture of the church, the hospitals will be emptied out. Can you imagine? Of sick people. That means the church has already learned how to heal the sick so that there will be no more, uh, so that hospitals will be out of job. Can you imagine? It's the hospitals who will be out of job. Right now, they're the ones who's very busy. Okay? So, and there, there's one more revelation. And then there shall come a revelation. This is the one about faith. Further light according to the word concerning the miraculous and the part that faith does play. For faith is like the fuse that ignites the dynamite. And when the explosion goes off, all can hear and see. But there was a fuse that had to be lit and faith is the fuse. Okay, did you see that? So miracles will abound before the rapture. And the one that would unlock the miracles, the signs and the wonders, is faith. Faith is the fuse that will activate the signs and the wonders. Okay? So that's why it's so important. It's so important that we learn faith at this crucial time. We learn how to walk in it. We learn how to use it. Okay? So, hi, Lars. Now, so we'll continue learning about faith, okay? We'll continue because that's what we need. We need, we need to contend for our faith, fight for our faith, so we can remain free, okay? We can remain free, standing on the word of God, and then used by God to do miracles and signs and wonders, all right? So let's learn how this faith works, okay? And like I said, no, like I said, if you're late, if you're late, you just go back to the recording, okay? But like I said, there is a false version of faith and there's the right kind of faith. Now we'll talk about the right kind of faith. It is found in Mark 11:22. Can you go there, Mark 11:22? This is the classic teaching on faith. Mark 11, 22 to 26. But we will not read everything, okay? Mark 11. For context, I will read 21. It says there, And Peter, remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. So apparently, Jesus cursed the fig tree. Okay, you know this story. And the disciples saw it. They saw a miracle because the fig tree was cursed from the roots. Okay? And, and uh, he called on Jesus and said, look, Look, Master, there's a miracle here. Okay? Now, it's a, it's, a, it's a marvel how Jesus answered him. Because he could have answered another way. Look at his response, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to him, Have faith in God. 
did you notice he did not say oh yeah i did that i did that with my faith he didn't say that he was the one who cursed the fig tree right it wasn't the disciples so apparently he cursed the fig tree to teach the disciples about faith okay he wanted he wanted a picture he demonstrated how faith works okay he demonstrated it for them he said to them have faith in god it's like he's saying to them if i can do this you can do it too okay that's what he's saying now that's why jude is saying the bible is saying contend for your faith fight for it because your faith has the capacity to curse fig trees your faith has the capacity to move mountains okay in fact now i'll continue it jesus said have faith in god for assuredly i say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed be cast into the sea does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says fantastic fantastic promise okay look at that god wants you to contend to fight for your faith because your faith has the capacity to remove mountains and mountain is a picture of all kinds of problems that are immovable <laughs> big ones you have big problems Who doesn't have okay who doesn't have and what can remove that is faith say to yourself my faith my faith say to yourself my faith my faith it's your faith it's nobody else's faith your faith okay your faith will remove mountains your faith will work miracles that's what god is saying that's what jesus is saying okay and we need miracles now <laughs> don't you think so now is the time and faith will do that faith will do that now some people might say wow work miracles but i need one <laughs> i need miracles but to actually work one wow that's a step further but i want you to have a different perspective on miracles from this day a miracle is anything that is beyond your natural capacity to do okay a miracle is anything that is beyond your natural capacity to do what I, why am i saying that because sometimes when you hear miracles the word miracle people are christians are looking for the spectacular the raising of the dead the you know the comatose coming to life you know the spectacular and because 
they only see a few people doing it, they make a conclusion, it's hard for them to do it. Correct? Because our idea of miracle is very spectacular. But a miracle is nothing less than supernatural. So anything that you are able to do supernaturally is a miracle. For example, if by not working, you suddenly get $20 by not working, wouldn't you call that a miracle? You did not work for it. Correct? Even if it's just $20, it is still a miracle. Okay? So I, I like what Oral Roberts said when he, when, he, when he was alive. You know, I, everybody knows him, okay? The one used mightily for healing. He said, every day, miracles are coming your way every day. And they're passing you by. Wow. No? When I heard that, wow, no? that's what he believes. That's why he saw miracles every day. And by revelation, he said, miracles are coming our way and they're passing us by. So, you know, miracles can flow, but it can just pass you by. And what can activate those miracles is your faith. Okay? Your faith. And not limiting God. Not limiting God. Not limiting Him to the spectacular. Anything supernatural is God. Amen? Anything supernatural is God. That's Him. We're supernatural beings, everyone. Even, even if, even, let's just say, even a carnal Christian, a carnal Christian, a carnal Christian doesn't know he is a supernatural Christian. That's why he lives carnally. He doesn't know the supernatural life. Okay? We are all supernatural beings. The Bible calls us born again from above. <laughs> from above. Can you imagine? Our spirits are born again. So, we are supernatural. And you have supernatural faith. Now, I want, you, I want to go back to Mark 11. This is the key. Have faith in God. Now, in another version, I like this. No? In TPT, the Passion Translation, this is what it said. Jesus replied, let the faith of God be in you. Did you hear me? It says, let the faith of God. In my version, have faith in God. They're different. Okay? Jesus replied, let the faith of God be in you. In another version, RGT, Jesus answered and said to them, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. So what's the correct version of faith? What's the correct version of faith? Maybe somebody can, 
can chat or unmute herself. What's the correct version of faith? Of God. <laughs> what? What, Lars? Of God. Huh? Again, again? Of God. <laughs> of God. Yes. The correct version of faith is the faith of God. The faith of God. But you might say, but I'm not God. <laughs> A lot of Christians will say that. But I'm not God. I don't have, I don't have that faith. I don't, you know, the good news is, this is the good news. The good news is, the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, the day you got born again, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit resided in your spirit. And on that day, God gave you His faith. The faith inside your heart is a supernatural faith. It's the God kind of faith. It is the correct version of faith inside of you. In your heart, okay? I will show it to you. Look at Romans 12.3. Romans 12.3. You see, if you meditate on that from now on, I have the faith of God. If you meditate on that, I promise you, your life... I promise you, your life will never be the same again. If you just meditate on this, no? Look at Romans 12, 3. Okay? So you, you won't say, Rosan is pulling your leg, okay? Romans 12, 3. Okay. Romans 12, 3 says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Did you see that? God has dealt, which means he has given to each one a measure of faith. What did he give? His faith. He gave a measure of his faith in you. So the faith that all of us have started in seed form. It's a seed. Okay? It's a seed. Everyone, on the day you got born again, the God, the God kind of faith was deposited in your heart. Hallelujah. Okay? It was deposited there. <laughs> okay. So, what Jesus is actually saying in Mark is this. Use the faith that he has already deposited in you I'll say it again don't use any other faith use the faith that God has already deposited in you that's the God kind of faith that's supernatural faith and 
you got to stop you got to stop saying to yourself from now on you've got to stop saying i'm sorry guys there's two dogs here <laughs> and uh, i have guests that's why uh, excuse me you can no further you can it's okay okay we are so many here there's no coronavirus here <laughs> anyway uh where was i faith. faith okay we have the god kind of faith so from now on stop saying to yourself i don't have faith or i have weak faith or i have little faith I have no faith. Or sometimes I have, sometimes I don't. Stop <laughs> saying that because it is not true. The truth is God dealt to you his own faith. Hallelujah. He dealt it to you. He gave it to you. You have a treasure inside. Okay. That is ex explosive. It's it's very explosive. Once you learn how to use it, it will, it will uh, produce the same results when Je as when Jesus used it when he was on the earth. The same results. Why? It's the same faith. Remember Jesus? Jesus never did anything without faith. He raised the dead with faith. He cleansed the leper with faith. He preached with faith. He taught. He taught in the synagogues with faith. Everything, everything he did was with faith. Okay. Even going to the cross, he had to do that by faith. Amen. He had to do that by faith. He had to believe what Isaiah prophesied about him in Isaiah 53. He had to believe that. He was a Jew, remember? He was a Jew. As a Jew, they know the scriptures. And remember the first time he preached? He quoted the scriptures. Remember that? Why? Because he believed the word. He believed the word about himself. And when he went to the cross, he did it by faith. Because that was prophesied by Isaiah. Remember? So... Everything he did, he lived by faith. All the miracles. He never operated in fear. That's why he was never overtaken by the enemy. Never. Not even once. He only went to the cross because he willingly laid down his life. He wasn't overcome. Can you imagine? He was a winner all the way through from beginning to end. That's our master. Can you imagine? That's our Savior. And that's the faith that he had. And that's the faith he has given you. Hallelujah. Amen. Is that an amen? Okay. Oh. Uh, wait. Okay. Now, the f so the good news is, the faith he had walked in, now you can operate in. Because it's inside of you, all right? It's inside of you. Now, okay, let's go on. Huh? 
Now, so from now on, this is what you think. You do not have ordinary faith. Okay? You have supernatural faith. You have the faith of God inside of you. And if that is true, then all that is impossible right now can be possible in your life. Did you get that? Did you get that? All that is impossible now in your life can be possible. Okay? I want I want us to go there. Now Mark 9:23. I want us to look at it again. It's in Mark 9:23. I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am enjoying it. Okay? Mark 9:23. <clears throat> Now, there was a father who had a son. Apparently, he had epileptic seizures. And the disciples could not heal or deliver the son from the demon. Now, look at 21. Verse 21, Mark 9, 21. Oh, Mark 9, 22. Often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can, this is what, can you imagine? This is what the father was telling Jesus. Jesus, if you can, okay, if you can do anything, okay, have compassion on us and help us. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said to him, if you can, that's the original, if you can, he was responding, okay? And then he said, all things are possible in him, uh, to him who believes. All things. Not 90%, not 95%, not 99.9 things percent. I want you to get this, okay? One Hundred percent, all things, all, okay? All things are possible to him who believes, who is operating in the God kind of faith, okay? Not the false version of faith, okay? Because a lot of Christians will say, but I believe, I believe, I believe, but nothing's happening, right? And I will tell you why later on. You will know why later. You will have revelation now. Why? Because there's false version and there's correct version of faith, okay? Just because somebody says they believe doesn't mean it's the correct version of faith, okay? It has to be the God kind of faith that will produce God results, Okay, and I want you to know, okay, right up, no, right up the bat, okay, I want you to know even right, it's boot camp, okay, it's boot camp. Gone are the days of hit and miss. No more hitting and missing. Oh, I'll try this if it works, okay? No more like that, okay? We're almost finishing this age, okay? We're almost finishing this age. We need to know what's from God and what's not from God. Amen? We need to be sharp. We need to be discerning. Okay? 
We need to know what's the right kind of faith and what's the wrong kind of faith. So, in John 11:40, okay? I will just you don't need to go there. I will read it. In John 11:40, Jesus said to Martha, "Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God?" Because Jesus wanted to roll the stone away. But Martha was saying, oops, Jesus, don't. And Jesus said, did I not say to you, if you just believe, you will see the glory of God? Faith manifests. Faith, when, you, when you use your faith, the glory of God will manifest. When you use, your, when you use the God-given faith, the glory of God will manifest. When there are many people dying, we need to see the glory of God. And in this case, when people have died, like Lazarus here, we still need to see the glory of God. When people are sick, what they need to see is the glory of God. And what would activate or what would manifest the glory is that is the God kind of faith all right god kind of faith i'm repeating it so it will go it will go down to our it will go down to our hearts okay now look at isaiah 60 isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2 says there arise shine it's like saying, wake up. Okay, remember? Wake up. He's saying, arise, wake up, because we are already alive from the dead. Correct? Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Isn't that what's happening right now? For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. When there is gross darkness upon the earth, okay, God will arise with his glory. And where will the people see the glory? Did you notice where? Where? will the people see the glory of God? It's in verse 2. Where? Where will they see it? From the sky? Is it from the sky? Everybody's looking up. I saw it. You look at it. His glory will be seen upon you. Nigel was saying like this. Okay. His glory will be seen upon you. It will manifest through you. How? When you operate in the God kind of faith, that glory will manifest through us. Okay? Through us. Because the presence and the glory of God is already in us. That needs to shine. That needs to shine. Amen. What needs to shine is the glory of God in us. The faith of God in us. The love of God in us. 
Amen. The patience of God in us is already all in us. Amen. Amen. Now, that's why our church is called Vessels of God's Glory. Because that's what we are called. We are vessels of the glory of God. And, it, and the challenge for the vessels is to pour out that glory. And the way to pour out that glory inside of you is if you learn to walk by faith every day using the God kind of faith and not a false version of faith. Amen? Okay? So, uh, okay, look at Hebrews 11.3. Look at the faith that's in you, okay? Look at the faith that's in you. I'll show you how powerful it is. You have a gold mine, more precious than gold, in fact, no? Inside of you, okay? Look at, look at Hebrews 11.3. It says there, Amen. I see Joanne. It says, I've seen visions of this in Geelong. Amen, Joanne. Amen, Joanne. Amen. I'll tell you something about Geelong later, okay? <laughs> okay. Now, uh, where am I? Okay. I'm getting excited. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith, we understand that the world's were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God did not create out of nothing. That's not true. He used something. It says there, the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. He created things, amen, by Something which is invisible. What? How did he create everything? He created everything by faith-filled words. Faith-filled words. Not just words. By faith, he spoke the words into existence. Amen? That's why our words are important. It's no use confessing the word of God if it's not backed up with prayer, uh, backed up with faith. Amen? Because what created the words, Jesus used faith to create the world. And he released, those, he released his faith through words. Can you get it? The primary, okay, the primary use of words is not information. The world fooled us. It's not information. The primary use of words is to carry power. We either carry the power of life or we carry the power of death. When we use our faith, life happens. When we use fear and we talk words of fear, when we talk words of doubt, we produce the curse we produce death you understand okay now that's not in my notes that's just a uh, side 
But I want you to notice that, okay? Because our faith inside is released through words. The faith is released through words. So it starts with you renewing your mind with the word of God, okay? Then it, and as you meditate on the word, it goes down deep in your heart. When it goes down deep in your heart, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. When you are full of faith inside, that, and when you speak that out, that's when things happen. Do you understand? I'm kind of summarizing everything already, okay? Because I'm excited with this, all right? That's how it works. No? That's how it works. People are saying, I believe, I believe. But the truth is, they're not really... They're, okay, I'm going ahead of myself, okay? I'll, I'll explain later. I'll explain later. So the faith that God is saying, that faith speaks... Uh, is released through words. And, that, and when you release it, it creates things. It has creative power. Okay? Faith has creative power. Because God used his faith when he created the universe. Wow. You can, did you know you can create your own world? You can create your own world based on the word of God. You can create it. If you know the word and you put your faith in it, you meditate on it, you don't meditate any other thing, it goes deep in your heart so that you'll be full of faith. Once you speak that out, it will create your world. Okay? All right. It's more than positive thinking. Now, uh, it's important. I said, I said, there's the false version of faith. The false version of faith is called human faith. Okay? Human faith. As opposed to God faith. What is human faith? Like I said, all people have natural human faith. Everybody believes in something. They see something, they feel something, and then they calculate that, they measure it, then they act on it. Correct? For example, I see a chair like this one. I see a chair, I see it. In my mind, I calculate it to be sturdy, and because I see it, I calculate it in my mind, I sit on it. Correct? Because I believe the chair will hold me up. Correct? That's why I sat on it. That's human faith. The Bible is not talking about human faith. Okay? It has nothing to do with what you see in the natural. It has nothing to do with what you hear. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with what God has said. Amen? With what God has said. Remember Romans 10, 17? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Remember? It's when, you see, 
It's a God kind of faith. Of course, it needs the Word of God. Because it's His faith. Correct? Because it's His faith, it needs the Word of God. Amen? So when you hear the Word, and it says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. If that's all you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be a faith giant. Faith giant. Okay? But if you're hearing the enemy, if you're hearing the world, okay, if you're hearing opinions, if you're hearing, you know, not the gospel, and I'll, I'll tell you, the devil hates faith. He hates faith so much, he will distract you. He will pull you to the natural. He'll pull you to the natural. He'll tell you, see what's happening now? Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? See how bad the situation is? Amen? He's going to pull you back to the natural, and then you'll measure and calculate things in your mind. And then you will act on it. And then it will fail. And then people will say, the promises of God did not happen. You know why? Because they were moving in human faith. Okay? It was not the God kind of faith. That's why, that's why Christians who love the Lord, who may be devoted to God, can also make mistakes make wrong decisions if you're not steady in your walk with God. If you do not have a word every day. If you're not meditating, like I said in Joshua 1.8, to meditate, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Why? Because the enemy will pull you to the circumstances. Natural faith makes decisions based on circumstances. Okay? You have to make a distinction now. Natural faith makes decision based on what it sees, what it hears, what it feels. All flesh. Okay? That is not, that's why there's so many hit and miss, hit and miss. I'll try this, I'll try that. But I believe this, you know? Okay? So there's no condemnation here, okay? We're in boot camp, all right? We're going to use our God-given faith. You need to learn how to use your God-given faith. That can only be stirred up that can only be stirred up when you hear the word of God. When you are in the word of God, faith comes by hearing the word. It's not just reading the word. When you actually read it and the spirit of God talks to you through the word of God, that's when it comes alive, okay? Amen? It's... 
like I said last week, it's the Spirit and the Word together. Not just Holy Spirit. Not just Word alone. It's Holy Spirit and the Word. And guess what? Who authored the Bible? The Holy Spirit. Did you know this is the greatest prophecy of all? It is the greatest prophecy of all. According to Peter, 2 Peter, 1 Peter, this is the greatest prophecy of all, authored by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, that's how it works. That's how you get miracles. Now, I want to... Skip, skip. What time is it? Okay, okay. I want to finish this. Now, I want you to look at Matthew 13. Okay, Matthew 13. I want to finish on time. I want to finish this because this is important. Matthew 13. Who read the parable of the sower? Parable of the sower? Are you familiar? Parable of the sower? Okay. Who studied it? All right. Great. Now, Jesus said, if you do not know or understand this parable, you will not understand any other parable. Did you know that? The parable, Jesus said that. The key parable to all parables is the parable of the sower. Get to know the parable of the sower, you will understand all kinds of parables. All right? Now, I'll just show you one which is important to our topic today. Matthew 13 says here in verse 20, There are four kinds of soil, which is the hearts of men. He who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Okay? So this is a Christian. The who has a stony heart? But the, uh, at first, he hears the word, and he and he's happy about it. Okay, and uh, many of us are like that. We hear the word, and then we're happy, right? And we're happy. Now, look at this, verse twenty-one. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. This verse has a lot of wisdom in it, okay? We don't have time, but I'll just give you one. Why do tribulation and persecution or problems come, according to this verse? Why do they come? It says here, because of the word because of the word trials tribulations persecutions problems all kinds even pandemic okay it touches christians lives it says here because of the word okay devil hates faith when he sees a christian receiving the word believing on it the next thing he does 
is to give you problems. That's automatic, okay? Why? Because he's so afraid. What's the goal? The goal is so that you will concentrate on the trial, you will concentrate on the problem, and you'll forget your faith in the Word of God. You'll forget it. That's his goal. Because he's so afraid that the Word will come to pass. He's so afraid that you will use your faith in that word, and it will come to pass. That's why he will give you lots of problems, lots of tribulations, to steer you away from the promises of God. Let me assure you, the only reason why you're having trouble now is because you have already heard from God. Okay? Because already God gave you a word. You have to go back to that word. You have to go back to, you have to contend for your faith. What did God say about you? What did God say about your life? What did God say, say about your situation? What did God say about your finances? What did God say about your family? What did God say? What is God saying in his word? Amen. This is it. The devil is fighting this. He's fighting this. You have to you have to understand you have to understand the battle. That's the only reason why we are distracted. So we forget what the Lord said to us early this year. Remember, remember in every church, in every church there's always this New Year word. Remember? We have a word for 2020. Remember that? Do you have that? We have, here, we have like that here in the Philippines. Do you have that in Australia? God is saying for 2020. Amen? Guess what? Guess what the enemy is trying to do now? He's trying to throw, throw us off with pandemics, with, with riots, He's trying to throw us off now with all kinds of antichrist movements. Why? So we forget what the Lord said about 2020. Amen? Are you awake now? I know it's kind of tiring, okay? Maybe we can change to morning. I don't know, okay? It's better in the morning. Someone said in the evening. Anyway, uh, you know, my beloved family, you've got to remember what God has said. You have to contend for your faith in what he said to you. In order for it to come to pass, don't let the enemy steal your word. If he can steal your word, he can steal your joy, he can steal your peace, he can steal your gifts, he can steal anything from you. Once he steals the word of God. Amen? That's why contend for your faith. 
your faith in the word of God. Now, for the last, no, we have still time. For the last. Can you still make it? Can you are you still with me? Okay. Mark 4, Mark 4. I hope I hope this is revelation to you. Now, before I I just remember something, okay? Just remember something. There's something you need to be aware of, okay? There are enemies of faith. There are enemies of faith. The reason why he wants you to concentrate on the circumstances because he wants you discouraged. He wants you afraid. Okay? He wants you worrying. Okay? All of that are enemies of faith. Okay? And if you find yourself getting afraid, Worrying, okay, uh, unbelief, uh, what else? Discouraged, those are weeds in your soil. You have to uproot them from your heart in prayer. Uproot it in prayer, okay? Take it out so the word will not be choked, okay? Remember the other, the other, not the parable, the other one, the other one is stony. The other one is being choked. That's important. That's important. So it's important you evaluate yourself, not to feel bad about yourself, okay? Not like that. Not to condemn yourself, but to uproot it from your heart so that the faith of God will come alive in your heart. Okay? All right? Nobody will do that for you except you because we're talking about the heart. You know, sometimes I've been in deliverance ministries before. Uh, sometimes people will go to uh, get prayed for, get delivered, you know. I've been in healing ministries as well. Sometimes they get prayed for, they get healed. But because they don't go back to the word after getting healed, after getting delivered. You know, what happens? The enemy now will try to return. He returns more powerfully, tempts them again, and then they fall to the same trap that God delivered them from. Okay? So be aware. Be aware of the enemies of your faith. Be aware. Okay? Know that it doesn't come from God. That doesn't come from God. And the Holy Spirit will help you uproot it from your heart. He will help you. Okay? So you can walk by faith. Now, our last passage, Mark 4, 35. Mark 4.35, this is the famous story on the storm. Everybody knows this. Okay, but I will just highlight some things pertaining to faith. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. 
Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. I'm sure he was getting wet. Don't you think so? I'm sure he was getting wet. And yet, he was still asleep on a pillow. Okay? And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked. Anyway, we stopped there. Stop there for a while. Okay. Notice, there's a windstorm. And the world is now in a windstorm. Okay? We are in a windstorm right now. Now, didn't I say it comes because of the word? Did Jesus give a word here? If you notice, at the very start, Jesus gave a word. Remember before the storm? He said, hey, come on, boys. We are crossing over. We're crossing over. Then he fell asleep because he was tired. And even though there was a storm, he was not rattled. Amen? He wasn't rattled. He did not panic. He did not do anything. Amen? Why? He knew they were going to cross over. It did not matter to him if there was a storm. Hey, church, it doesn't matter if there's a pandemic. Does not matter. God has a word for us. Individually, corporately. Amen? And we need to hang on to it. That's why Jesus was asleep. He was asleep because he was resting on the word. Amen. Are you resting on the word? You got to be resting on the word right now. Okay. You got to rest on the word, not panic, not make, not make any decisions based on circumstances. You got to make decisions based on the word that you heard. Amen. That's why, look at, look at this. Verse 39, then he arose, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, peace, be still. Look at his faith. <laughs> he just used his faith. Miracle happened. The wind ceased. There was great calm. And then he said to them, oh, I, un oh, I understand that you're afraid. Did he say that? Oh, I understand. Poor you. Oh, my little ones. Did he, did he say that? Oh, 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 I'm here right now. Don't worry. I'm your savior. Did he say that? No, he's not saying that. What did he say? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you forgot my word? How is it that you forgot my word? So, it gives us a glimpse of God's condition right now. 
He has a plan. He's up in his throne. Amen. He's not, he's not fidgeting. What will I do? What will I do? What will I do with Joanne? What will I do with Larissa? Oh, no. Oh, my. You know, they have nothing. No more food to eat in the Philippines. Oh, my. No more work. You know, is he doing that? No. He's still resting on his throne. He's still king. He's still Lord. Just one word. Hey, guys, just one word. Just one word. This is a word for you. Just one word can change everything. This is a word for you tonight. Just one word will change everything. Amen. Amen. Catch that, okay? God's saying that today. Okay. So, I want to conclude. Okay, we have time. I want to conclude here. Uh, before I conclude here, you know, uh, I'll say something about Geelong. I said, I said, um, you know, it, I, I wasn't planning to. You know. The reason why I have this boot camp in the first place, the Lord uh, reminded me of Geelong. And uh, in fact, I was, we were just focused here. We had, you know, we had our ministry here. We were focused here, everything. And the last time I was there was to 20. 2017, remember? And uh, so many things happened, I could not go back. So when the pandemic came, all the more, I could not go back to Australia. So I was just focused here in the Philippines. Then God caught my attention. He did. And uh, in fact, I dreamt of you. I had a dream. But I will not say the dream. <laughs> but I dreamt of you. And... And I'll tell you what he said to me because after the dream, I asked him a question. I said, it's a pandemic time. I cannot go there. What do you want from me? I said, what, what do you want? What do you want? And this is what he said, which is connected to what Joanne wrote. He said, I want revival. I've always wanted revival in Geelong. And he mentioned a place. And he hasn't forgotten. Remember 2017? He already said that to us. In fact, he started a move back in 2017. When we were there, miracles were already happening. And he reminded me of that. He reminded me. He want that continue. He want that to increase. He wants an awakening. He wants a revival. That's what he wants. Amen? That's why we're having this boot camp. This is not just teaching. This is out of obedience. Out of obedience to God. 
If 12 men can turn the world upside down, 12, just 12, 12. In fact, no? One. One person. Remember, who's that person? That person who was, who had a demon cast out of him, remember that? Mark 5, was it Mark 5? No? A demon was cast out of him. He was so grateful. He was so grateful and then the Lord told him, go back, tell your family. And then you know what he did? He told the Decapolis. You know what Decapolis is? He did not just go back to his family. One person who was revived, just one person, got up, went to his home, and further than that, he went to 10 cities, Decapolis, and spread the message to 10 cities about Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? One person, 10 cities. Amen? That's the potential of each one of you. That's the potential of each one of you. Amen? Amen? It's time to renew our minds about ourselves. That's an ordinary person that God used. He was ordinary. In fact, he was an outcast. He was living in the tombs. He was alone there. He was an outcast. He was used mightily by God because he was revived. He was on fire for God. You cannot, amen, you cannot stop a person on fire. Cannot. Cannot. There are no barriers for that person. None. None. And hopefully, through us, God is raising up an army. Amen? We'll march through Australia. Starting from Geelong. Amen? Who will use the God kind of faith. Who will hear God and do what he says. Hear God, do what he says. And I'll tell you just one story, okay? We have time. Ten more minutes, okay? Ten more minutes. Am I correct? Yeah. Say, so I'll give you one example uh, I remembered. I just remembered. I was, I was called by a friend, and there was uh, my friend. Uh, her mother was in the hospital for a month already in ICU, comatose. Comatose. And uh, they called us, so immediately we, go, we went there. So while in the taxi cab, I was already praying. I said, Lord, what do you want? I said, what's your word? What do you want? You know, you got to have a fresh word every time. You see, that's the importance of having, having a daily thing with God. So that when emergency happen, you know his voice. Amen? You know his voice. That, it's so important you're meditating on the word. So when on the taxi, you know, on the taxi, while I was with my friends, 
I was saying, what do you want, Lord? And he reminded me of a passage, just one passage. Uh, uh, I think it was blind Bartimaeus. Uh, I think it was blind Bartimaeus. He, he said, blind Bartimaeus. And I know about blind Bartimaeus. And he said, read that. Okay. So I went there. I read it. When I read it, the Holy Spirit said, ask this question. So I asked, like blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? That was God's word. I did not add anything. Amen. I did not add anything. I just prayed. Holy Spirit got the word of God, spoke it into my heart, then related to the, related to the person. And I said to the person, I went there, and the daughter was there, and, and, I, and I asked her, the Lord is asking, what do you want him to do for you? And of course, they were in the hospital for a month already. Her mother was comatose. And of course, she said, I just want my mother to wake up. That's all. So we prayed. We prayed there. And then when we prayed, you know, when we prayed, it was electrifying. The whole, you know, I can feel it. You know, the anointing was all over the room, the ICU. It was electrifying. And uh, the husband of the daughter, after that, he wasn't very spiritual. He doesn't even go to church. After the prayer, he said, did you feel that? You know, did you feel that? So he was feeling the presence of God as well. But you know what? This is what happened. Uh, he did not, she did not wake up that time. She did not. And then the Lord, and the Lord was come, somehow the Spirit of God was saying, she's going to wake up late, later. She's going to wake up later. So before we left, I told, I told them, you just be expectant. She's going to wake up. Okay? She's going to wake up. So you know what God did? Because the husband of the comatose was not there. So God waited for the husband to be there in the afternoon. When the husband walked in, okay, her wife woke up. Isn't that sweet of God? Isn't that sweet? So my point is this. See, you've, we've got to have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith feeds on the word of God. It feeds on it. And if you feed on it every day, I will assure you, when emergency comes, you will hear the Spirit of God correctly, accurately. No hit and miss. No hit and miss. All the miracles I have that, that God used me by God's grace are miracles born out of the Word of God. All of it. Once I hear it, once I speak it, it happens. It happens. But it takes discipline. It takes discipline. Amen? Be in the Word. Be in the Word every day. And like I said uh, a moment ago, like I said a moment ago, just one word from God will change everything. Just one word. If you hear a word tonight, hallelujah. If he reminds you of a word he said early this year, okay, because he hasn't forgotten it. He has not forgotten his word early this year. No. Amen. Okay. 
we're the ones who forget, right? We're the ones who forget, but not anymore, okay? Not anymore, not this army, not this bunch of group of people, okay? We're going to go back to God. If we, if we have forgotten the word, we'll ask him, Lord, can you remind me once again what you told me, and I will act on that truth. Amen. That's why I'm telling you, you know, if you're part of this bootcamp, have a journal. Have a journal. Write it down. Because those words, if, it's, if that's from God, if it comes from the word of God, he wants that to manifest. It will only manifest if you meditate on it. Meditate on it day and night until you're so full of faith. It becomes the confession of your mouth every day. So when the storm comes, it doesn't even bother you anymore. Amen? When the storm comes, you're at peace. When the storm comes, you're filled with joy. Why? You're contending for the faith. You know that you know that you know deep down it's going to happen. Why? It's not human faith. It's not born out of the mind. It's born out of the heart from the word of God from the word of God and the spirit of God will confirm it. You will know if it's God when it's confirmed. It says in the word of God, when it's confirmed two or three times, all right? When it's confirmed two or three times, it's, it's in Corinthians, I forgot the verse. Everything is established by two or three witnesses. It says there. So when you hear a word and it's important to God, take note of this. He will confirm it twice or three times. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Okay? Right on the dot. All right? Amen. So, does anyone have to add before we... Okay, I will unmute you guys. How do I unmute you? Can you unmute yourself? Yeah. Does anyone want to add anything out of this? Mm. Uh, out of this, I have a I have a question. So, okay. for example, now, um, just um, I'm contending for um, for something to happen, but it involves um, another person, and you know that person also has to to decide. They have their own free will. So, can I still, you know? content for that um just declare that in faith or do i have to um wait on it ask god first if it's his will or not okay that's a very good question lars when the problem involves another person okay <laughs> someone's laughing already when, sorry <laughs> when, it, when, when it involves another person whatever you hear must be heard by the other person as well. Or else it won't happen. Okay? So, while you're waiting, it's best, it's best to continue to, like I said, God will confirm two or three times. While you're waiting, you ask for more confirmation. Secondly, you pray for the other person. 
Okay. Tara follow up. Yeah. Um. So let's say that the other person also heard, but what if the person decided not to follow? The choice. What? What, Nigel? <clears throat> Their choice. Is there choice? You have a free choice. You you can't force anyone. Amen. Amen. Is there choice? Amen. Good, because. If you manipulate and force anyone, that's called witchcraft. No, Pastora, like what if the person heard from God? You both heard from God. Yeah, and if the person, uh, yeah. if the person uh, decides not to respond to that anymore, like Nigel said, it's his choice. But you see, God is not God is not boxed in. You have to remember that. God is never boxed in. So whatever his plans for you, if you abide in the word and he and he abides in you, amen. Whatever his plans for you, will be fulfilled. That part, nobody can stop except you. That part. Amen. See? So even if people change, because people change, it's a fact of life, right? You know, the older people, right? Older people, people change, right? But God's plan do not change. God's plans do not change. Amen? They do not. Either you go with God or you don't go with God. That's it, you know. You know, I heard of, you know, uh, I heard of our, you know, uh, men and women of faith in our, in our day, in our generation. They would always say, you know, I am not God's first choice. Because apparently, like, uh, uh, Who's that famous one? No, I forgot. Catherine no. Kuhlman. Who? Who? Catherine Kuhlman. Yeah, like Catherine. What? What did she say? I forgot already. She said that she was he, she was not God's first choice. Yeah, see, God would call somebody, and then everybody has free freedom of will, and if that person would not heed the call, he'll choose another one. And if that person were not, I, I heard of somebody, a healing evangelist, he said, I'm the fourth person. Can you imagine? So people, people can reject God's will. But his plan for you will still be there. Amen. So it's all up to us if we go with God or not. All right. It's uh, it, it's better to just trust in God. Maybe you you want to add something, anyone? You want to add anything? Okay, none. Okay, Joe, what do you want to add? I just had a question about um, discerning quicker. Yeah. The attacks and the storms and the onset, or just being in a wrong attitude or whatever the wrong 
<laughs> is and moving into faith that does that get quicker and easier oh yeah uh like anything natural joe okay like anything natural okay uh like uh, you're a musician right at the very beginning it's hard to play the piano correct Right. When you when you when you're in the habit of always practicing, right? Always in the practicing, it gets easier. It's the same with faith. When you always use faith, okay? When you always use the God kind of faith, you're always in the word. You have a word and then you exercise that every day. You confess it, you exercise it, you meditate on it, you act on it, you know. What happens is you grow, you grow, you grow. And when you, when you grow spiritually, things become easier. Like muscles, like muscles, no? You become stronger and then, then you can lift up heavier things. See? Uh, if you can, if you can uh, overcome before, overcome one child, now another challenge, two children, you know? And then God will now uh, exercise your faith on that, see, until the challenges gets bigger, but you get stronger, see. You get stronger, there will be more joy, there will be more peace, there will be more strength. So even if the enemy gives you a bigger challenge, you're much bigger now. Do you understand? Yeah. Yes. So he can never out out um, how do you say outrank God in his work in your life. Once you go with God, the key is you go with God every day. It takes practice. That takes practice. Going with God every day. But if you're practicing worrying, it also takes practice to worry. Okay, if you if you practice worry, practice getting upset all the time, practice getting afraid, it would be hard for you to overcome. So you, that's why I said uproot that through prayer. Okay, uh, the Word of God says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Okay, which means, okay, which means we always have a greater advantage over the enemy because our weapons are God's weapons. It's just a matter of using them consistently. Consistency is the key to the Christian life. It is the key to the power of the Christian life. You see Christians, one day they're up, and then the next day they're down. That's very hard. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, before we called that manic depressive. Now they call it bipolar. Okay? That's very hard, no? In the Christian life, you've got to, even little steps of faith, it has to be consistent. Okay. Consistent. We'll study more on that. We'll study more on how to develop 
develop our faith. Okay, so you can practice it every day. All right. But now, but now it's so important to go back to the word that God gave you. That's where you start. You always start with what God has said to you. And then you acknowledge that you have the God kind of faith. That's so important. Never think that you are without faith. Okay? Now, you can tell me, but look at Jesus. Jesus told them in Mark 4, why did you have no faith? You've got to understand, that time they were not born again. Okay? And because they were not born again, they did not have the God kind of faith. Okay? So we cannot make that as an excuse, all right? <laughs> Us, we always have faith. Just use it. You use it, stir it up, stir it up with the word. Stir it up with the word. That's the key. Okay? Amen. Thank you. Any more Amen. questions? Amen. Lailani, Omar, it's okay? All right. Carol, do you want to add anything, Carol? You want to add anything? Okay, you're good. Okay, mm -hmm. Nigel, any words of wisdom, Nigel? <laughs> okay. I'll just go back to what Larissa was talking about. I, I've had that situation where um, uh, I took a word to someone and they rejected that word. And um, so that's, that's their choice. And all I could do, because I know the Lord had shown me their, his plan for their future. And, and so what I did was I went back to the Lord and asked him to give them a second chance, to give them a second opportunity to say yes. And I think that's all you can do. You can't, you can't force them. Amen. It's, it's their choice, but you can ask the Lord to be gracious and give them another opportunity. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you. Praise God. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Amen. Okay. Any more questions? Great. That's great. Maybe I can ask the one who opened us up. Okay. Okay. Oh, you just say hello. No, just say hello. Hello lang. Hello lang. Some of them know you. Come on. One came. We're, we're, the team is complete, actually. Oh. This is Lila. 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 Hello. Hi, Lars. Hello. Hi, Nigel. That's Where's Cal. Joe? There's Joe. Hi, Joe. That's Lani. <laughs> and that's Carol. Oh. Hi. <laughs> Hello, we're, we're, everyone. <laughs> we're complete here. Complete attendance tonight. Yeah. So if there's no one who wants to add, no more. I will just pray. Can I just pray for all of us? Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's close in prayer. Lord, I thank you. Korabaha siki, arabo sototoya rabaha. Kiarabo sototoya rabaha, yarabo sokora yarabaha, siki yarabaha. Korabo yarabo siti yarabasi yarabaho, borosoto yarabaha. Huyabaha, siti yaha. Father, you are so free. You are so free in our midst to speak to us once again. 
to speak to us a fresh word from heaven and even to remind us of things that we have forgotten. Father, tonight we're saying thank you. Thank you for giving us your faith. Thank you for depositing it in our lives, in our hearts. And thank you, Lord God. You will cause it to grow by sending your word every day. And we as a group, Lord, we are here. We're hungry for your words every day. We are expectant to hear from you every day, Lord God. And I thank you, Father. Things will become clear for everyone. Things will become clear. Your plans for all of us, individual plans, Lord God, Lord God, will be clear. Lord, the storms will not take away your word for us. So thank you, Father. Korabasi tiaraboso. In Jesus' name, I just dispel any discouragement. In Jesus' name, among us, even right now, let the spirit of discouragement be removed from us in Jesus' name. Let the spirit of confusion be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Let light shine. Let revelation come alive. Let understanding come from within, from the Spirit of God Himself. Thank you, Lord God. I'm sensing the Lord is saying you are not weak. You are not weak, but you are strong. You are strong in you. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And you are strong. God made you strong. Come up higher. Come up higher and hear from God. Come up higher. Come up higher. Thank you, Lord. Yaraba city ti araha. Korabo soto to yaraba ha yarabo. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. God is saying he has more to reveal. He has more to reveal in the secret place. He has more to reveal. Koraba siki aha. Korabo soto to yarabo. Rosoto to yarabaha. Karabo so yarabo. Rasatata yarabaha. Lord, I'm also asking for night visions, dreams, dreams and visions. Let it now be multiplied. Let it be confirmed by the word of God, by the spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence and your grace. Hallelujah. Thank you for revelation today. Thank you for your presence, Lord. We love you. We honor you. We give you all back the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Are there any words? Did you get any words you want to share? Okay, that's that's fine. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
Have a good night's rest. Mm. And, re and rest in the Lord.